So in that <clears throat> particular meditation, <clears throat> inclining the attention towards knowing, towards awareness itself. Mindfulness is the cultivation of awareness, present moment attention. And often our attention is oriented towards phenomena, experience, objects, breath, sounds, sensations, perceptions, feelings, thoughts, the world. And that's one way to cultivate awareness. And another way is that we turn our attention to awareness itself, to this knowing quality of mind that's always available, always present, always with us. <clears throat> and so notice this as you go about your day today. Notice both experience and also that which is knowing, that which is aware, which is the nature of your own mind. And if that doesn't feel helpful as an instruction, feels confusing or whatever, then just let it go and continue as before, tending to experience coming and going, seeing the impermanent, selfless nature of experience. So, any questions about your practice this morning? Please. Anyways, um, I sit with a data teacher, and so I have a little bit of experience with it. And something I get caught on is like I I have a sense of self that like is very I can tell it's an illusion, but when I like turn awareness in on itself, like like there's a felt sense of it, but it's clearly my ego messing around because like I'll have experiences like the one I had just now where like I kind of use a, use a visualization technique of like my mind opening and that seems to help kind of let it go and like in this one I was, I got a little bit of a fight and flight response as it started to kind of like dissolve from down and like my heart was racing a little bit and I was like feeling a calming technique. And it was like my sense of self like dropped as it went, but it wouldn't give up. And then around here, it was just kind of like, nah, that's as far as you're getting with this. <laughs> like, and, it, and, it, and it was like, okay, I'll just accept that and let that be. But I was curious, like, that's a, I don't know, if there's any techniques or just keep working with it or any techniques for like like, the, like I guess actually here's a more pointed question. Thank you. When I have a clear sense of self as I'm turning awareness back like the, it yes. feels like there's my awareness is coming out of here, which I've been told is like, no, you need to loosen up on that. It's not emitting out of here. Mm-hmm. Should I put my awareness on that sense to like kind of dispel like 
the illusion of the, it's emitting from there, like focus on it, or should I like just keep ignoring it, like with like letting everything arise in consciousness until it falls in the background? Because like with with mindfulness, I would almost think that it would be skillful to like look at and acknowledge it until like you kind of see it for what it is, which is not true. Does that make sense? Sort of, mostly. <laughs> uh, so, so it's a good inquiry, and it's, it's multi-layered and you know subtle, and and um, complex. Um, so one, just one simple practical thing. So in the Zogchen tradition, which m- more orients towards the nature of awareness like with this, and I almost mentioned this in the seeing practice, in the seeing practice you imagine you're seeing, and this will be helpful for you, you imagine you're seeing from the back of your skull. Right? So you imagine the eyes are in the back of your head and the, and the seeing is happening through the eyes, through the eyeballs. And so it drops the whole sense of me looking to, oh, seeing is happening. So you, that, that would be helpful for you. I imagine if, you, if, you're, if the locus of awareness or selfing is here, doing the looking, what's it like to drop it back? So that would be an eyes open practice, or could I do it with like the You can play with it. I think it would be good both for you, given that, given that there's an identification here, right? That we identify with all kinds of different places. Could be the eyes, could be the head center, could be the heart, could be the body, right? There's different ways that we identify as self, right? as we coalesce. And um, so that would help soften. Does it, does it partly it happens through softening, relaxation, and and seeing the naturalness and the selflessness of awareness doing its thing right? versus us being the doer, looker, seer, watcher, observer. Right? So so each time you notice that, which is a form of fixation, you relax you just relax your whole body and relax into the back of your skull. Uh, I would do it more in meditation than in, than in day-to-day life because it will just make you get really feel really weird. <laughs> yes. Yes, like when you're in nature, when you're in meditation, when you're just quietly by yourself, just play with. Oh, what's it like to see to soften, relax back here and see? Oh, seeing's happening by itself. Right, that image of the eyes as windows. Receiving, receiving. Right? That'll be helpful. Helpful orientation. Good. Yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> I'm having trouble integrating uh, some of the discussions and ideas around, like climate crisis. Uh, doing something, being 
aware. I'm having trouble with that not living up here as things that I have to do and here as just a, a thing or a truth or a part of the retreat. It's, for the last two days, has been either some you know, more present retreat stuff or anything that is here is, oh, I, <clears throat> what am I got? I got to get home and become one of Mark's students or, you know, got to, got to do this, got to do that, mm -hmm. got to, you know, and it's not, and I don't want it down here. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so just to, um, so the question's about, I mean, it sounds like a little bit the question between doing and being, particularly in relationship to climate change, but not yeah. just climate change. But also being here and being trying here. to, it's so, I guess I spend so much of my life up here about what to do what or to how do. to look right. at things. And it seems, it seems like it can't possibly be the point of coming out here to add another thing to my brain, you know. Right. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, and I think there is, you know, in retreats, there's sort of a, 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 a sort of dialectical tension around doing and being. And in retreat mode, we're really mostly in being mode. Right? And there's definitely, when we return home tomorrow, just remind you, home tomorrow, you know, moving in, uh, that, that, that we engage from the being to the doing mode. Right? We don't have to lose the being mode, which is what we tend to do. We tend to go up to the head, think, plan, sort of egoic doing, functioning. And, you know, there's a way that we can integrate both. Um, and tonight we'll talk about um, both in you know, the climate and also just going home and, and, and how to make, you know, how to work with this transition and the bridging and the integration of, of you know, what seem like two different modes. So um, for now, just stay, you know, the last full day of practice, just stay in as much as you can in your experience in, you know, to call it being mode just as, as a way of reference and notice that, you know, as the retreat gets closer to its end, the mind naturally starts engaging. We move forward, you know, both how am I going to take this home? How do I integrate this? What about the rest of my life? How does all of this relate to that, right? And so, of course, there's reflections, there's planning, there's contemplation, and, and, and sometimes very healthy and necessary contemplation, you know, because we can look at our life from this place Sometimes we look at our life from the place of a retreat and we go, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> How I'm living is so out of touch with my body or my heart or my values or nature or natural cycles or how I want to be living or being you know, out of balance in some way. And so these are, you know, these are natural and at times healthy reflections. Right? And you may take a time so this afternoon, uh, and I'm going to bridge into this, into talking about this afternoon. Um, uh, so this morning we'll practice as normal. We'll, we're going to have a walking period in groups. We'll sit together. I want to lead one last practice and then walking and then we'll have lunch. And then from lunch till four o'clock 
it's uh, solo practice time. So you are free to practice in your own way wherever you want, outside or inside if you're cold, but preferably outside. Um, and um, as a way to really start internalizing and integrating the practice for yourself. When you go home, you're going to be practicing mostly on your own. When you go into nature, you'll be mostly on your own. So what of this practice are you taking with you when you're left to your own devices? You know, do you meander a lot? Do you sit a lot? Do you sit by a tree? Do you stand by a tree? Are you doing lying down sky gazing? Are you doing a bunch of different practices? Right? So you get to feel into that for yourself. And given this last reflection, of course there may be some leaning forward into next steps, going home. doesn't have to be, preferably not, and stay here as much as you can, even though the mind leans forward. But there may you know, there may have been a question that you've come with. You know, decision, transition, how do I integrate my practice into my life? How do I embody and connect with nature in a more moment-to-moment -moment way? This, you know, you might take a period, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes, whatever, journaling, reflecting, you know, if you have a specific, especially if you have a specific question, and, and give it some purposeful thought, not just meandering so the whole afternoon is this blur of, well, well how am I going to do this at home? No, mostly practice. And then, you know, maybe there's a question you want to reflect on. Journal, reflect. I sometimes find walking meditation very helpful for reflection. Uh, not looking for a specific answer, but just letting the question permeate the walk. What does it mean to abide in awareness? I don't know. Let's, let me walk with that. Maybe let me, let me feel into the question. Please. Um, yesterday you talked about many of the ways in which nature teaches us things like impermanence and interconnectivity and and I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how nature teaches us about humility or what are the ways to be thinking about that quality. Hmm. So the questions are, how does nature teach us about humility? Can I ask you that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, well, a couple things. I mean... Um, I think the empathic joy is a challenging experience and so somewhere in there is this quality of arrogance and I think that it's also arrogance which has kind of led us to in part why climate, our climate's in such a mess um, and so I don't know, somewhere in there there's this quality of humility I know that's so important and I don't know I don't know the answer but that's yeah I, I woke up this morning kind of thinking about you know the way in which we stand at the mountain there is this 
quality of humility and awe, and I guess I just, I don't know, that's just kind of what I've been thinking. Yeah, about. yeah, so, um, so reflections about humility. <clears throat> um, you know, I think, I think mindfulness practice is very helpful in that as we pay attention and attend and be curious, um, hopefully in, at times we get out of our own way. We get quiet enough to listen, to be sensitive, to attune. And so when we're standing by a tree that's maybe been here for a, you know, many times longer than we have, or these mountains that have been here for millions of years, or, you know, um, you know, or we're just looking at the incredible mystery and complexity of life and realize how little we know, and how little we see, and how little we notice, and, and there's, there's, there's so many ways that we can be humbled, you know, looking up at the night stars or the vastness of something, or the, um, you know, seeing the intricate, complex web that we live in, and, and feeling that, and feeling, you know, how infinitesimally small of a speck of a speck of grain of sand we are, um, and that we're just one tiny momentary blip on the Earth's surface. And, you know, as valuable as anything else on the Earth's surface, maybe, um, possibly. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and I, for me, I find the, the doorway of wonder and mystery also humbling because it just, we just see how little we know, how va- how amazing life is and you know even the body like a leaf or photosynthesis or how anything emerges and evolves like it's just just it's humbling in its mystery and its grace you know the, the elegance of these buckeye flowers like just it's it's all remarkable so when we get out of our head of conceit of knowing and thinking we're better and and just seeing, wow, it's just, it's just all, it's, it's just, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know? So that, I think, is a very good doorway to humility, because we just realize, you know, we barely know anything about anything. <laughs> and we know something about something, but, you know, it's, it's also very relatively, so... That's one, one possible doorway. Mm-hmm. You know, awareness, deep connection, wonder. Uh, I'm going to um, pause. you in a group today? No. Oh, well. We can ask me one-on-one. Um, so we're going to uh, have a walking period and then uh, group meetings. So in a group meeting, so this morning I will meet with uh, Stephanie B, Dennis B, Christoph S, Julie B, Michelle G, and Michael S. And I'll meet with you over the other side of the meadow. And so, um, 
Yeah. So again, just listening what kind of practice will be most supportive, right? It's cold, so maybe you want to do a more fast walking practice or some other kind of practice. But it may be standing, it may be meandering. Um, What supports awareness uh, as you move through this morning through the landscape? Enjoy your practice. See you in ring a bell at ten forty five, ten fifty. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.